New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Bruce with you over here. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. This happens every Friday morning here at 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone and on the New Thought Media Network. And if you're new to our program, if it's your first time watching, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. What we attempt to do here each Friday is take a look at some of the current events, current stories, current news experiences, and uh, make some spiritual sense out of some of this stuff. Um, so we're going to dive right in today. Uh, this is a story that's happened after we went off the air yesterday, uh, last Friday, happened last Friday night in Houston, Texas. Um, there are now nine people dead. Uh, another woman lost her life yesterday. And uh, if you're not aware, we're talking about the Astro Fest in Houston, with um, which is a festival put on annually. This is not the first one put on by a rapper named Travis Scott. Uh, Drake was there also other artists. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, see, I watched some of I watched a bunch of the footage of the problems and what and the timeline. If there was ever the definition of a real shit show. Hmm. This was it. Wow. Um, and, and there's people saying, you know, don't blame Travis Scott and this and that. Um, there's a lot here. I don't know if you've been following this story at all. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the film. Uh, and, you know, I, I used to I spent a lot of time in Houston. So uh, it, it definitely caught my attention. And, you know, when when when, when you look at a place like that where you get 50,000 people in it and you just got those little, uh, you know, bike stand barricades and, 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 you know, uh, people have been, uh, cooped up if you will, because of all of the health virus stuff going, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a recipe for some serious considerations because people are going to be excited. It's, you know, um, and it's it's we we have to start planning these things better because we know just from the shootings that we've had at concerts like this and thing that that security and exit plans and all that has to be extremely tight. Yes, yes. Um, I heard of statements that well, nobody had a plan for a crowd surge. Like, well, we all know what those are, mm -hmm. uh, and <clears throat> there I. 
<laughs> I can't wait for somebody to say, well, it's a staffing issue. There just weren't enough people taking jobs uh, because the problems stem in a lot of different areas. Um, mostly if you're an artist and you know you have a 50,000 person crowd and you look up from your song and there's an ambulance trying to drive through the crowd, you might think something's wrong right. and you might want to stop everything yeah until that is but he didn't he he looks around and says what the is that and realizes there's an ambulance in the crowd and does absolutely nothing about it mm. and this concert continued for 30 plus minutes beyond the time when the houston police department classified it as a mass casualty incident wow so somebody official said this is a mass casualty incident here and they continue to allow the the concert to proceed for another 37 minutes. Yeah, you know, you know we 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 are the home of capitalism, I get it. Uh but we have to we have to begin to draw a much broader line and not a thin line between when is capitalism detrimental uh to society and 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 not just in this concert i mean in a lot of different ways and begin to figure out how do we you know start putting some boundaries around these things so that they don't get out of hand and that they don't create you know now we have you know going into the holiday season we got nine families that are going to be you know grieving i mean the last the last young lady was a 22 year old engineering student at Texas a and which means she was about to graduate, mm -hmm. uh, had all her dreams and hopes of, uh, in front of her, and now that's gone. It was a 16-year-old in, in, in this, uh, in the people, a 14-year-old wow. lost, lost their lives in this. Um, it, <clears throat> and yeah, it's, I think it's more than capitalism. Even. Like, we get that, folks, right? He needs the... Travis, well, maybe he doesn't need to make money, but the camera operators and the venue operators. And, and it seems like maybe we're rushing a little bit too much to try to get back to what we were. And there's another example of this in the news this week. I want to bring this one up. Um, if you haven't been following the story with Aaron Rodgers and his uh, vaccine, whatever, uh, he made a statement this week. The great MLK said, you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that made no sense. Uh, not sure if that's a typo as I swiped this meme off the internet or if that's how he actually said it. Um, but whoever created this responded with a couple of true MLK quotes. Uh, Every man must decide whether he will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive mm -hmm. selfishness. And to me, that is what we're looking at here, both in the Aaron Rodgers experience and in the Travis Scott in this concert experience. Um, and another MLK, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. <laughs> You know, a white, a white guy co-opting a black man's and, and a well-revered black man, a white guy co-opting a black guy, using a black guy's words to justify why he wants to be a selfish asshole. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a brazen statement for him to make and brazen comparison for him to make to compare himself to someone who, 
you know, we don't know what he would say if he was here. But given that he was a humanitarian of sorts, if you will, I'm pretty sure his attention would be on the humanitarian side of this, which is take care, get vaccine so that we can preserve lives. <clears throat> I mean, right here in Colorado, who've been up and down right now, the, 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 the numbers are going back up. Yeah. The hospitals are full. Now they're, they're, they're getting ready to, because people are, I don't know if they're getting lax or they're not taking it, you know, advantage of, of precautions to, Get the thing. I, it, I'm I'm almost at a loss for words. And Aaron Rodgers has just sunk to the lowest of the list on my football list for sure. I mean, because I'm, that's inexcusable. All right, I'm happy to hear that because, <laughs> folks, you may not know, there's a huge push here in Denver to bring Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos to to Denver. Now, you you all know Z is our football guy. I'm not, but even I'm aware of this. And, you know, we traded Vaughn Miller to get better draft picks, and we're going to trade those draft picks and this and that. And then we're putting together a package to go try to attract this guy to our city. Well, I'm sure others are asking the Denver Broncos head management this as well, and I'm sure they won't listen to us. Mm -hmm. But what the, do you think you're doing if you bring yeah. him here now? Yeah. I don't want him here. I don't want him representing this city. I don't want him representing yeah. the Colorado as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sad, man, because, you know, to to try to use some fancy words to say he was immunized and not vaccinated. Right. And then to play on that and 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 then be so brazen to go around his teammates and and as if he was. And and and, and you know, 50 some odd players. And he's in fact he's 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 creating havoc for them and their family. Yeah, I would okay. if I was a teammate, I'd be pissed. I'd be an offensive lineman, and I'd just say, "Oops, just one time. Oops, he got by me." Bang! <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> let let him knock you into the middle of next week, Aaron. <laughs> Who knows? You know, it, every week we've been saying it may be the last time he plays for the Green Bay Packers. So we'll see. Yes, yeah, but I want to I want to agree and bring Linda in here. Um, for a second. Thank you for being with us this morning, Linda. Yes, selfishness in, in relation to COVID crosses all races. Absolutely. None of, neither of these stories is really about what, well, to me, the white guy co-opting MLK is a little, that's in this different. case. That's different. But yeah. in terms of COVID, I mean, we got Kyrie Irving, basketball player, uh, Brooklyn Nets. He didn't take a vaccine. They wouldn't let him in the building. And I'm not, I stopped following. After that, I mean, when that kind of stuff happened, I stopped following. It's like, I can't, I just, it doesn't make sense. He, you know, and, and you can make them kind of statements cause you got millions of dollars. You can isolate yourself. Although you can't isolate yourself from that virus. Uh, you can isolate yourself from situations. <laughs> <laughs> and you might not want to listen to what the public says, but we're still going to say it. Yeah. Right. And again, it brings us back to that first ML MLK quote Every man must decide whether he will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget where I first, I mean, I'm sure it was way early in my life. It's a lot easier to tell the truth because then you don't have to keep track of it. Yeah. You start telling lies, you've got to start keeping track of those lies. And yeah. I, I think that's what happened here with Rogers is he, he told a lie and he lost track of it. Yeah. 
and and as life continues he lost he loses track of it but somebody else was paying attention and hey wait a minute what do you mean what do you mean you're not wait you didn't have and i'm sure the conversation was something like that wait a minute what do you mean you're not vaccinated and mm-hmm. yeah. shame because now they want to classic they, they need to be able to classify is this a breakthrough case or is it a, a, just a real case right exactly my, my mind's going, shame on you, Aaron Rodgers. No prayers for you. But, you know, that's not what we do. So <laughs> we'll pray for you. But I'm going to pray you wake up. Uh, I'm going to pray that Aaron, that Aaron wakes up to a greater truth, to a greater sense of, of that altruism, uh, of, of being here to be part of something bigger, not your football team, not your bank account to be a part of humanity and to do what's right for humanity more than your own pocketbook. Yep. Uh, sorry. It'll be, it'll be, I'm the last word here. It'll be interesting to see what uh, sponsors do with this. I mean, he's a big uh, a state farm. I, you know, I, 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 I know they made some statement, but I don't know if they're going to back away or they're just going to let it go and make a statement and keep rolling. I know there is there is one healthcare company that was a sponsor that has dropped him at this point, um, and and he made another statement, something to the effect of uh, the left is going to cancel me and the right is going to champion me, and I could care less about either of you. Again, another selfish statement. It, you should be caring about everybody that loves you, Aaron, because we're all paying your salary. Uh, <laughs> but beyond that, <laughs> beyond that. <laughs> conscientious altruism yeah it, it's it's the word of the week yep <laughs> or if you're part of the U, the united states judicial system um white supremacy might or white privilege might be the word of the week uh a white lawyer in um the Arbery case i'm sorry i, I never say his name correctly yeah. so yeah um, no, that was correct ahmad ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery. Okay, I'm going to get that right. Uh, a, a white lawyer in the Ahmad Arbery case argued to a white judge that um, we don't need any more black pastors or Jesse Jacksons coming in here. And implied that, um, so that statement alone just proves that this guy doesn't know the difference between two black guys. He thinks Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson are pretty much the same. Yeah, we know where that, that line of thought goes. And he argues to the judge that Al Sharpton's presence supporting Arbery's family is, uh, is an attempt to influence and prejudice and intimidate the, the jury. So I want to ask this lawyer, how afraid do you have to be that th to, that, to think that a black man in a very expensive suit and very nice shoes is going to jump up and cause havoc in a courtroom? I, he's obviously just afraid of black people. A prejudice. <laughs> or just outright prejudice. <laughs> Oh God! All right, I was I was giving him a little benefit of the doubt by being fear instead of just being an a hole. But um. you know, you know, I I'm 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 from Florida. I'm from the Panhandle of Florida, and um, 
my hometown is, you know, 30 miles. So I, I can be in Georgia. And if I was home, I could be in Georgia in 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the most. Hmm. Um, and I think back when I was growing up in some of the attitudes and, and, and the behaviors <clears throat> to see that kind of stuff still raising its head now, you know, half of a century later is, 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 is mind blowing. It's mind blowing that, that people still uh, look at people and judge them and think they have a, a, a advantage over them because of the color of the skin. Right. And, and, and clearly, you know, they're not used to, especially in these little small places, they're not used to outside agitators as, as, as if in my cousin Vinny, we got these agitators <laughs> coming in here, stirring up our people. Uh, yeah, okay, right. Um, it it is is to to think that people are still stuck in that time warp and still presenting that kind of an idea is very very sad. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It is again. Um, this is about the point where this is the point where we got to get into the prayer work. Right. We've got to get into the prayer work uh, because this is an old belief system. And it's just I mean, it's blatantly in our face. Yeah. Now, I remember hearing from Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith many years ago that he would ask his students, um, do you read the news? Do you read the paper? Do you watch the news? And a lot of people would say no. And he's always said that's where the prayer request is. That's what our work is about is praying for each and every one across this planet to awaken to their own spiritual magnificence and to a greater sense of life and purpose. Yeah. And those boys, those men riding around in a pickup truck with, with shotguns need, in my opinion, need some prayer work. Yeah. And, and not just that begging and beseeching, oh, God, please bless me and the heck with everybody else. The type of real deep. And this goes. So this is just one piece of the whole puzzle. Right, folks. This is across all of the United States. Yep. I think across we all need to take a much, much deeper look at where maybe we contributed, maybe unknowingly mm -hmm. or or where we continue to contribute to this sense of separation based on skin color give me give me a piece of wood i'll smack myself in the head 10 or 12 times my color the color of my skin will change real quick mm -hmm. so enough of all that yeah 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 and and it's and it's it's you know it's uh <clears throat> it's amazing that with all of the advancements we've made in everything from technology to education and you know educate the implementation of it but the access to the educational material uh has just skyrocketed and to think that we still have um people uh that are living in a time capsule and that's okay if they want to do it i mean they, they have free choice but to try to perpetrate that and 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 postulatize that to everybody else that that's the way it should be. Now that's a whole nother story. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> whole nother story. A whole you know, nother story. So we're yeah. going to be praying for the Arbery family. 
We're going to be praying for every black preacher in the South to show up at this courtroom Monday. Well, I got a feeling. I got a, th- I got a feeling you're going to see a wall of black ministers from every denomination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get David Alexander in on this one. Uh, <laughs> showing up at that and, and showing up at that courtroom Monday yeah. morning yeah. to say this has to change. Yep, and. And this, in, in my opinion, this isn't even the most egregious example of white privilege on display in our judicial system this week. And that might be because be, uh, I went down a rabbit hole, Z. Um, I've been watching the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. <laughs> hours and hours of this stuff. Um, that must and, have been entertaining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's entertaining, I'll tell you that. Uh, here's what I see, folks. If you think you're unbiased, you're not. And and I think I, I don't want to try to make the judge in this case wrong. But from my perspective, sitting behind a screen, watching, listening, paying attention over time. This guy's bias, but we, but again, we all are mm-hmm. the, the defense is biased to get their client off, regardless of the truth. The prosecutor is biased to put this kid in jail, regardless of the truth. The judge, I think is committed to try to find the truth, but he can't help, but let his own bias in. Now I didn't hear the joke about the Asian, Asian food, or he's, Made some joke about Asian food. The judge? I don't know. The judge. See, here's the cool part about watching these trials on YouTube. Every time somebody objects and they have to send the jury away, they still let us hear what they're arguing. Now, sometimes they turn off the mic, so we can't hear what's going on. But there's a lot of hot mic conversation going on in these in these videos. And... Um, Again, I didn't see exactly that moment, but I have seen mm-hmm. enough and I have heard enough from this judge that this is another example of the ego based coming of an ego coming in and unbeknowingly promoting his own agenda. Yeah, they say he made a joke about Asian food. Yeah, I, I missed that, but this guy's. He's he's argumentative. Wow. He he's very argumentative with with especially with the prosecution. Now, is the prosecution pushing some buttons or are they trying to push the envelope maybe a little bit? I think so, maybe. <clears throat> Every day there are countless examples here, right, that we can find where we've got to look to a higher order than just human law. Wow. You are, you know, <laughs> Go ahead, I, I, you find it? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, he says, I hope the Asian food isn't coming. Uh, it's one of those boats out in Long Beach Harbor is what he said. Uh, and, it, you know, and it says it's appeared to make reference to the supply chain backlog of, uh, of impacting California ports. I mean, I, you know, here's the thing. So we he's all, just making he's just making sound bites to, to get himself on the news. Exactly. So here again, 
even in the judicial system, this cat, it appears that he's looking at a capitalistic benefit. He's going to be a book. There's going to be some interview circuits or whatever station want to have him. Um, and the challenge becomes this in my mind is that we all have our biases, our blinders on, but from the spiritual from the spiritual perspective, the goal is to rise above. Yeah. And you don't have that opportunity if you're wallowing in the same crap that got us in the situation. I mean, it's the classic, you know, Einstein. You can't solve the problem at the level that you created it, <clears throat> right? And so we know that the white privilege and the discrimination and all of this stuff has created these blind spots, these dark holes, these out and out cavernous behaviors and, and, and policies that affect blacks and people of color. And so when you have someone who's sitting on a, on a bench who's supposed to be able, because of his heart, because of his spirit and his education of the legal system to rise above that, and we know it's not 100%, and it just comes out as a clown show, then we need to, we need to be checking that judge's uh, credentials and see if we can unbench him. <laughs> him, whatever it is. We need to do it. <laughs> All right. Vote. <clears throat> Vote. Vote. Um, and pay attention, right? Remember this guy's name, Kenosha? Yeah. When things come around to vote next time, don't we just don't check, you know, consider check the check the judicial record and it's unfortunate we're going to get off topic but i they make it very difficult to really know a judge's judicial record when they send you information on how to vote for a judge even in colorado and we're really open and liberal about how to get information to people for voting and mail-in voting and we're we're on the top of the curve there but we're still really behind because all these things are hidden behind laws of privacy, layers and layers and layers and mm -hmm. layers of mm -hmm. privacy and confidentiality. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's really hard to know how a judge is, is acting and how they're ruling and where they're tending unless we pay attention to these things as they happen. And, you know, I'm, I don't know. Is there really a book deal? If they find this kid innocent, let him off and Kenosha burns to the ground. It'll be, uh, it'll be a challenge, man. I, you know, there, there, the, the thing is, there's always someone out there to publicize any and everything and make money off of it and capitalize. And okay, I get it. You know, it, we, we have a system that has variant things in it, just like our body. But, the, but, but, but with the body, when it is healthy, when it is in in conscientious uh, operation of uh, and aware of everything within it itself, it is a self-regulating system. If your body gets too hot, it starts to sweat to cool down. If your body gets too cold, it starts shivering to try to warm it up. I mean, their systems, I mean, the, the, the nature of life is so equipped with the instructions that we need, we just don't pay attention. And so the challenge in my mind is going to be when that kind of thing raises its head, what automatic system or part of the system will kick in to kind of squash that, bring it back into a balanced reality? I mean, of course, you'll have the opportunity and the choice to say whatever he wants to say. 
But when he starts trying to capitalize on it and make money off of something that that could potentially cause tons of problems, then I would take a different approach. There's a piece in my mind that says, you know, it would be interesting to see what happens if Kyle is found innocent. Not just in how people will respond and react to that, but the course of his life over time. Because if he's found innocent here, he's going to become a darling of the far right. And and he will have that choice whether to take that propulsion and ride that wave into greater leadership in that within that beliefs. Or whether he's going to walk away and go to the bar and get caught in a t-shirt that says, I did it. Um, yeah. I did it and I got off. I yeah, I don't know if you've seen this piece. I guess he went to a bar in a T-shirt. That no, was, I didn't. I forget what it said. It's not a very flattering experience, but there's memes already, right? Him crying on in, on the stand in court yes. is being seen mm-hmm. as a dr- dramatic an actor's play, and but there's pictures of him wearing a T-shirt that basically brags about it all, posing for pictures with other people in a bar. Wow. It's um and and now here's an interesting thing about this whole thing to me. They were at a black they were at a Black Lives Matter rally after the shooting of Blake, right? Right. Jacob Blake. Yep. The three the, the three victims of this guy's shooting were white. Let's just be clear about that. He didn't he didn't kill two black people and then shoot a black person. He killed two white guys and shot another white guy. And even in that, they're still trying to portray this cat. I mean, if it was, if they were black people they shot, oh my God, this child would have been over. In my mind, I mean, not that, not that death is death, right? We're not making light of that at all, but it, it just, it, 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 if they can try to hide behind some racist a pre impression of, of, of what justice looks like and, and you can kill your own, if you will, then you know, in my mind, there's a problem in this system that needs to be addressed. Yeah. I would encourage anyone that's truly in, that truly wants to see justice brought back to the American justice system to watch this trial and pay attention to what's going to happen. Uh, it looks like they will have a verdict for us or how they will send this to the jury, but no later than Tuesday is what it's sounding like. Hmm. Um, so we could have a verdict in this by the end of next week. It could drag on for more through into the, I got a feeling whoever they got some weird lottery system too, that not everybody that's in the jury box is going to be in the jury or something like that. And I got a feeling whoever ends up in that room is going to want to get home for Thanksgiving. So again, we have biases. The jury will feel pressure to come to a verdict as rapidly as possible because they're going to want to get home. They don't want to be stuck in a hotel. They don't want to be stuck doing this for two, three weeks in uh, over the holidays. You I'm almost positive of it. Wow. Anyway, you know, folks, (laughs) we don't try to pretend that we're going to solve all the problems, but we do believe that we raise the questions. 
and I know I've got a few more things to add to my prayer work today and my prayer book today. Uh, you know, our super fan, Linda Plaster says, I go back to the SOM, we believe statements. We believe in the healing of the sick and the control of conditions through the power of the mind. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's what does the work for me alone. And when I do that work for me, yes, it influences the one and the whole. Yes. And I am also always led to some, to whatever the inspired action is to not just sit on my cushion, but to do what is necessary, whether that's marching in the streets, writing to our, our, our politicians, making a phone call, or just going deeper into prayer and meditation. Yeah. We have a spiritual solution to all these problems, all these human problems. Mm -hmm. But I believe we also need to shine light on these problems in order to raise more awareness and more consciousness of what we are praying for. Yep. Amen. Z, final thoughts, my brother? Uh, let's pray that everyone's minds open to a different way of living that mm. is supportive of all life. Mm. Yeah. That I like. Hey, folks, if you'd like to share a comment, have an idea for us, would like to see a specific guest on this program, or just want to tell us that we're full of it, give us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. We'll be happy to respond uh, if appropriate. And uh, and if you sign it, we don't respond to anonymous comments. Uh, so anyway, I'm, we're going to get out of here. There's a full lineup of wonderful broadcasting and programming throughout the day this week, uh, throughout the day and throughout the weekend. Please keep on coming back and join us again and again and again. Until next time. Peace. Spiritual Living Denver for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a special thanks Heffrelin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And a big shout out to all our committed